This is a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. Go to allthews.3cr.org.au. So here you are, too foreign for home, too foreign for here, never enough for both. Ijoma Umbinyo, Diaspora Blues. What makes you smile and adds a spring to your step? What does it mean to belong and how do we build a home away from home? Diaspora Blues is a show that contemplates what is and what could be. Join Ayan every Monday at 2.30pm on 3CR Community Radio. I wish I knew how it would feel to be free. My guest this week is Exquisite. She has a voice that reminds you of long road trips, wind blowing in your face. Alice Guy is a Wegaya and Wemba Wemba singer and songwriter and someone who, like so many of us, is trying to get out of her head. Alice was the 2018 Triple J Unearthed Nima winner and scored herself the Best Pop Act at the 2021 Music Victoria Awards. She is what the youth call a baddie. And now my interview with Alice. Welcome to Diaspora Blues, Alice Sky. Thanks for having me. Nice to be here. I was going to ask, well, I was going to introduce you as a singer-songwriter, but I thought it would be better if you introduced yourself. So oh. how would you describe who you are and what you do? Yeah, well, my name's Alice Sky. I'm a Wagaya and Wamba Wamba woman from Western Victoria. I've lived in Melbourne for nearly 10 years um, and... I write things, I write songs, I play music. I think that's it. <laughs> you know a bit of piano as well, right? Yes, I do. I play piano. <laughs> that's awesome. I was like, wow, just like Alicia Keys. That's my only reference. <laughs> oh, well, no, Nina Simone played piano as yes. well. She was like magnificent. Um, I was obsessed with, yeah, both of them. Yeah, loved Alicia Keys. I don't have, I don't have the set of pipes that Alicia Keys has, but um, we love her. And she does have pipes. I saw her at Straight the up. Palace Theatre wow. and she was just so incredible. And this was when her first album came out. Wow. I forgot what that album is called. But, yeah, it was years back, um, early 2000s, and she yes. sounded like record quality. Wow. Incredible. That would have been amazing. <laughs> yeah. Well, I can't wait later down the track to ask you about artists who've influenced you or artists that you maybe want to collaborate with. But let's start from the beginning. You grew up in the Grampians um, in Horsham. Yes. Tell me about that time and any fond memories you have. Uh, yeah, I feel really lucky that I grew up um, in the country, on Watchabullock country, um, and the Grampians sort of surrounds where I grew up in a way, the Southern Grampians or Gary Word, and my um, my dad was a shearer, so we lived on a farm, and then... When he passed, we moved into town, I think maybe when I was about three or four. So moved from sort of like 40 minutes out of Horsham into Horsham. So that's where I did all my school and things like that. But um, always kept the farm in the family. So we would go camping a lot and spend lots of time out bush and in the mountains. And 
just, I don't know, getting creative with things to get up to because it can be pretty boring for kids. Um, so Would you get up lots to? Of <laughs> running a mark. How did you entertain yourself? Oh. <laughs> um. Oh, you do what you got to do. I, we would, I mean, depends what age I was. I guess when we were younger, like, it was more wholesome and creative and, I don't know, just like, yeah, gosh. <laughs> my When I get asked that, I feel like I'm getting, like, a montage of images flash across my brain that I would love to be able to communicate. Yeah. But um, when we moved into town, I don't know, we would just walk the streets kind of, like... There wasn't really places to go, which is a shame, but definitely, like, makes you kind of forge these sort of <laughs> semi-intense friendships. But I still have, like, a handful of them today. and um, Really? Yeah, just maybe, maybe, yeah, just like a handful of people I grew up with that were like, they were like cousins, but they weren't my cousins, but they were my cousins. Yeah. I call, yeah, all Somalis are my cousins. Yeah. And trying to explain to people, wait, that's your cousin too? I'm like, listen. Yeah, and they're like, damn, you got a lot of cousins. I'm like, yeah. Um, all right. So returning back to where you grew up as an adult, what's that like? Um, it's It can be strange going home. Um my mum still lives there. She owns a bookshop in town. Um, she's always sort of worked there most of my sort of young life to now. And, yeah, I go home to visit her. I was just home for Easter. Um, I like being on the farm when I go home. It's really quiet. It's nice to leave the city. I'm definitely a lot calmer and comfortable in a country setting and I notice it when I'm there mm. but yeah it can be funny going home and it's one of those Horsham is one of those towns where you will see someone you know down the street or have known at one stage in your life so it can be weird and I think now that I've lived here for just about 10 years it feels like a milestone I guess mm. um yeah, it's that weird kind of like, I don't know where I call home. Like I'll be like, oh, I'm going home to the farm. But I'm like, oh, I'm going home to my apartment here in <laughs> Melbourne. Yep. Um, yeah, and just the balance of the two, I think, is, yeah, it's hard to find that. I don't get home as much as I would like to. I wish I could just like click my heels together and appear <laughs> take home and put it in a locker that you can carry around and just open honestly it. with all modern day technology why can't we just <laughs> you know teleport I, to where we need to go every now and again <laughs> yeah I totally get it I mean my experience is obviously not the same but I grew up here most of my life so whenever someone asks me what's home physically Melbourne is home I don't even consider the rest of Australia <laughs> Melbourne is home but when they say home, home, for me, it's wherever my family is. Yeah. Um, so wherever my mom and my two sisters were like a close family. So wherever they're at, that's home. Yeah. Um, but you can also have like home away from home. Yeah, that's it. It shifts and evolves and yeah. things like that. But, yeah, the country is definitely home for me and it's quite close to Wagaya country, which is my nan's country. Um, and I just love it. I just, 
yeah, I'm biased, but it's so beautiful. Mm. <laughs> Sounds lovely. So the next questions, I want to get um, a feel for just kind of the well-being practices that you have in place because you're an artist, you do a lot of things, so it's always really important to have things um, that can help you feel um, sane and feel good. So what helps you feel at peace? Yeah, what makes nice you feel question. good? I I do think I'm – I have a really – and I, I sometimes resent – this about myself a lot but I do notice especially I've been living in my own place by myself for the last year it's my first spot by myself and I think I'm realizing that I require like a lot of alone time to like decompress and also um even just kind of like download information <laughs> from a certain period of time or going to a show or playing a show, it'll like rack up to being like, okay, one show equals like two solid days by myself <laughs> or something. I mean, I'm not doing the maths, but like I feel it in my body and my brain quite a bit. Um, Are you an introvert? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I saw on the internet it was like... If you like, if you introverted mob are so introverted, why are you talking about it all the time? <laughs> that's so true. Oh my god, that's such a good point. Yeah, introverts talk quite a bit about being introverted. Yeah, I right. know, and I'm like, I probably I'm that. Like, I do. I feel like I do that. I can I can be extroverted, extroverted, and I suppose like performing and stuff is like being on a stage and things like that. But I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I think I have like a low social meter thing. Um, mm. So I think sometimes, yeah, I like find peace in being alone and just kind of doing my own thing and um, whatever that might be, really. Mm. And then this, yeah, and then there's going home and being in the bush and that's like a different kind of peace I suppose but in Melbourne it's just crazy and I like to have a little hidey hole and there's always <laughs> something happening in Melbourne there's yeah. always something happening bro well, we went from I remember early 2000s there was nothing on and now there's just way too much on and it just gives me so much anxiety oh my gosh I can't Even... imagine what you're going <laughs> I mean it must be so interesting to watch the city change over time like yeah like I said I've only lived here in the last 10 years my siblings are like seven years older than me and they moved here when I was just starting high school. So, you know, I would visit visit them, but I was you know, I wasn't really seeing the city, I suppose, um, as much. But yeah, I get overwhelmed. Especially now I think maybe because, you know, we've come out of lockdowns and it's awesome that heaps of events are happening and stuff, but I'm like, whoa. It'll be one night and there'll be like three things that I'm interested in going to and that will be enough to overwhelm me to not go to any of them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Especially when you see it come up as a notification and then you have friends like texting you going, hey, we're still on. And I want to say I was on two weeks ago when you asked. Yes. <laughs> I'm not on it anymore. It's a wild card on the day. We have to wake up and see how you feel. 
even my friends now I'm like scheduling like hanging out with my friends like in my calendar and I'm like oh yeah <laughs> I just I send my friends calendar invites I know, and I know they I appreciate that no I personally <laughs> I love my friends that do that because I'm like I will remember yeah. I, that will help me remember. Yeah. So. I'm carving time out for you and because you mean so much to me and I want to make yes. it. If it doesn't go in my calendar, sis, good luck. Yeah, Because my luck. memory isn't great. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. So what about one person that you can call up? So if you're going through an emergency or, you know, you're going through something, who's that person that you feel like you can call up any hour of the day and they will drop everything for you? I have a few like close sisters of mine that really have and do come through for me. Um, I think a lot of people have found like the last two years have been pretty tough and for me I think I look at like the pandemic and you know lockdowns and stuff, isolations in Melbourne and restrictions as like I don't know, I feel like everyone went away and kind of had their own little, like, fixation or multiple fixations that have come out with, I don't know if that really makes sense, but it's true for me anyway. And so, um, yeah, I feel like it really highlighted those kinds of friendships where you can just, like, ring them up and there's no judgment. I think that's a really big one is, like, having friends that will just be, like... They're just going to listen to what you <laughs> to say yeah. and, like, no shame or whatever. I think that's such a valuable thing in friendships, close ones and, you know, family looking out for you. Um, so I can think of, like, yeah, two or three people that I could do that to and I feel pretty lucky that I can do that. Yeah. I might not pick up the phone, but I know that I can. <laughs> so on your Instagram recently, you said that your album Friends With Feelings turned five and I was wondering what's happened since for you um, in terms of like artist development? How have you grown or what have you learned? Just any insights? It feels like it should be longer ago. Like it feels, I feel so far away from that album, but also very close I don't know it's um I've learned so much in that time when I when I recorded that album I wasn't even playing live shows yet around Melbourne or I'd played maybe like one or two gigs by the time I was recording that in Alice Springs I didn't have like a solid band and then I guess it sort of started picking up from there and then I got a manager and everything kind of became more serious and more, yeah, I guess more people were encouraging me and investing their time into it and so kind of allowed me to take it more seriously. But I think about myself at that time, when I recorded it, I was like 18 or 19 and I'm 27 now. And wow. like, Yeah, I guess it's like, it's, I feel very lucky and embarrassed <laughs> that I get like a time capsule of where I was in my life at that point. I guess maybe looping back to being a hoarder. I love like time vaults and nostalgia and I guess that album is 
like just gonna keep becoming that more and more with time um but musically um I don't know I guess I've I've never really been the kind of artist that has like a strong sense of I don't think like a strong artistic vision I just kind of go with whatever I'm feeling but or like let the lyrics kind of decide but um, I don't know I'm starting to work on stuff for the third project whatever it might be and it's different than the second album it's different than the first album but it's probably the same I don't know <laughs> yeah look at you being coy I could be working on a third no like <laughs> oh because I'm doing it so slow I'm doing it so slowly very 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 slowly but it's yeah it feels good to be writing again because there were definitely many moments where I was like everything I write is trash and silly and yeah now it's less about that I guess and more about just having fun with the people that I'm making it with and yeah thinking less about music as an output I guess that part can be kind of confronting to like already be thinking about how other people are gonna um, receive it before you've even kind of started you know Mm. working on it or recording I've just been doing like demos from home and having sessions here and there with different musicians and friends just playing around with like different sounds yeah just trying to have fun with it again and not take it so seriously Mm. um yeah feels kind of nice to do that (laughs) that's beautiful yeah it's such a double-edged sword because being in your head you know it sounds like you've produced all these beautiful work but being in your head as well can get in your way so it's like yeah does it work doesn't it work yeah it's weird I guess it's like I rely on being in my head to write stuff but it's good to think less sometimes and just um I don't know, trust your like gut feeling about something because it's usually, you know, responding to something that's mm. real. So My name is Emery Douglas. I'm, I'm the former Minister of Culture of the Black Panther Party and you're listening to Radio Station 3CR. It doesn't matter what the outcome is. I mean, it does mm. and I care about it. Yeah. <laughs> but if it was a good time while we did it, I think it's also just like a nice thing to have at the end of that time spent. Yeah, it's all part of the process, I guess. All right, so let's look at your album, I Feel Better But I Don't Feel Good. God, that is such an awesome title, first of all. (laughs) Really great. One song that resonates with me, and I feel like we've kind of touched on it throughout this entire interview, it's Stay In Bed. Um, Mm. And I feel like this song reflects the way I've been feeling for a few weeks now. And there's a line especially, so you write, or you sing, but what if you're too tired to move and feel like you need to impress and prove to everyone you're not as fucked up as you are? And I was like, geez, Louise. (laughs) Because it's true. Like, I'm already dealing with not trying to be a party pooper, but I'm also dealing with, like, just wanting to stay home as well. And I was wondering, because that's been a few years, have you made sense of that feeling where are you at 
Uh, I, I struggle. I find it so hard. I hate letting people down. I hate also being, feeling like a downer. <laughs> um, and sometimes I will just like naturally compare myself to other people who might have heaps of energy and are really social and show up to everyone's events. Cause I'm also like, I want to show up and support like my friends, but then also, you know, just like people in the industry and community that I respect and, you know, I'd love to see um, what they're doing. Um, but yeah, I struggle. I will like, for some things I will stress about it for so many days until I send the message that I've just like send the message. <laughs> press send um and sometimes people are just like yeah no worries and it's like the quickest interaction that I have spent you know hours hours working myself crafting <laughs> it as well crafting it editing. editing in the notes in the notes app um yeah I don't know I I really I don't do well with it all the time but again it's like I guess you have some friends who just get it and that's a relief if there's no there's no expectation necessarily there's no pressure um then it's kind of easier to manage but yeah I think it's hard I also I don't want to miss out sometimes too but um I think it's like yeah I don't know I'm a sleepy person <laughs> I have like chronic illness so Missing out on stuff just kind of is what it is. Mm. <laughs> um, but you obviously it's productive, but no. <laughs> like, but it shows that you care about your friends, you care about other artists in the industry, and you want to show up for them. So it's not like you're doing it out of malice or you're doing it because you don't care. Yeah, I think it's more just like the you know, like don't be lazy or like don't be such a capitalist. You know mindset. what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah produce, it is. produce, 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 yeah. a smile. Yeah, produce and smile. <laughs> um, yeah, it really is, and I, you know, I, I spend a lot of my time around people who are actively trying to live, you know, different lifestyles outside of, you know, this capitalist framework that we live in but it's still our reality so it's like finding that you know balance of still being tapped into the reality that mm. we are kind of we have ended up in but you know doing what you can individually and like interpersonally I guess to look after yourself within it or something mm. um but yeah, I'm just, there are just, I've got friends that just fully get it. I've got other friends with chronic illnesses that are just like. Say no more. It's good sis. Yeah, they're like, say no more. They're just like, enjoy. Let's talk about other artists who inspire you and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, firstly, who are you listening to now? Well, firstly, I've been listening to this podcast called Bandsplain and they dive through like the discography of lots of 90s bands that I was really into I feel like I went like when I was like 13 14 I was like I listen to grunge now <laughs> you know <laughs> um and yeah I've been kind of <laughs> returning to 
I do this a lot though, like return to very formative years of music that I loved. Um, so I've been listening to like Hole again <laughs> and um, I don't know, some of No Doubts stuff. Yeah, I've been really like diving to that Avril Lavigne Let Go, that album I just listened to yesterday. <laughs> what songs appear on that album? It's like, it was her first album with, um, what's the big one? Complicated? Yeah, Complicated, oh. Skater Boy, um, yeah. I'm With You, that big I like ballad. Yeah. It's crazy. You gotta do that boy there. <laughs> yeah, oh my God. Just that, yeah, I've been listening to that moment. kind of stuff. She had her moment, yeah. Finally, you have an event that's coming up, I want to say, in a month's time, sometime in June. In Nam, there's going to be Treaty Day out on June 3rd. I think it's out at, like, it's called Burnley Circus, Burnley something circus. I've actually never been, but I've heard about it, and I'm picturing, like, a circus tent. <laughs> I don't know. But, um... Like Jessica Malboy is playing, Thelma Plum. Um, <laughs> yeah, I love, I mean, that's who I should have said before. I actually, I'm late to the game and I did listen to her EP, the Me Engine EP, Thelma's, when it came out first, but I revisited it just last week when I was in the car and I just like, started sobbing. I don't even really know where it came from, but I just started sobbing listening to her EP. I just think she's so special and amazing, but that's a side note. But she will be there. Mm. Um, and tickets are on sale. I think there's like a code for mob. Yeah, Treaty Day Out, I think you can find it on Instagram and stuff. But um, I'm super, super excited to play play that one. Going to try and build a little bit bigger of a band for the show. We're just going to start rehearsals next week and looking forward to it. It's like a stacked lineup. I only mentioned like a very small portion yeah. of it. <laughs> How exciting. I'm so excited for it. I'll definitely share links to that event on our Diaspora Blues page because, wow, what a jam-packed Thank event. Thank Yeah. Imagine trying to coordinate that. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I mean... Yeah, if I, like, time traveled, told my kid self that I was playing on a lineup with Jess Malboy, I would have, depending on what age I was, <laughs> rolled my eyes and be like, what am I? <laughs> Wishful thinking. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I'm excited. I saw her play at the First and Forever thing, that um, oh, yeah. event towards the end of last yeah, I can't remember, but oh my god. Just, was it a hanging rock or something? Yeah. She's just like an icon, like full pop star. Yes, yes. She's very glam and very, yeah. Can dance and sing at the same yeah. time. She gives you everything. She gives, yeah. I, that's, you know, I love artists like that. Yeah. I mean, that's why I love Beyonce because she doesn't only sing, but she gives me so much. She gives me outfits, stories, yeah, looks. All the videos, just it's like old school artists when they gave you so much. Yes, leave it all on the stage. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for coming on the show, Alice. It was fantastic to chat with you. So nice to talk to you. Thank you. Bikers Against Child Abuse, 
Backer exists to create a safer environment for abused children. We exist as a body of bikers to empower children to not feel afraid of the world in which they live. We stand ready to lend support to our wounded friends by involving them with an established united organization. If you would like to know more about Backer, please visit our website at bacaworld.org or call 1-800-692-222. A 3CR supporter. I want to thank Alice Skye for sharing her reflections with us. Her music is one of a kind because it has equal amounts of joy and vulnerability and is sonically divine. Stay up to date with Alice by visiting her official website at alicesky.com. Sky is spelled S-K-Y-E. Go to treatydayout.com to see Alice Sky and other heavy hitters like Thalma Plum, Dan Sultan, Jessica Moboy and many more. If you like, you can follow us on Instagram at Diaspora Blues 3CR. Taking us out is Alice Sky with Grand Ideas.
You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.